0: Welcome to The Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do, and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. Welcome to The Sages Among Us, everyone. I'm Brian Buckley, and today we're going to get the personal story of a citizen leader who's deeply engaged in making our community a better place. My guest tonight is our Nevada County Supervisor for District 5, Hardy Bullock. A lifelong resident of Nevada County, Hardy graduated from Nevada Union High School and the University of Nevada, Reno. More or less splitting the difference geographically between those two spots, Hardy works as the Director of Aviation and Community Services for the Truckee Tahoe Airport District he's a multi-engine instrument rated pilot with almost two thousand hours of flight time in a variety of aircraft including jets and gliders he's been a member of a number of boards and commissions including big brothers big sisters boy scouts Truckee trails foundation he's also an avid outdoorsman and he spends most weekends in the backcountry exploring new places to hike bike and climb he recently created a regional bike race the heart of gold gravel to raise awareness and support for teen mental wellness. Hardy, welcome to The Sages Among Us.
1: Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me tonight.
0: It's a real pleasure. Um, You know, uh, you've got just uh, a very interesting life to talk about, and let's begin at the beginning. Uh, So you grew up in Nevada County. Tell us about your family and what it was like to grow up in this part of the world.
1: Yeah, you know, by all accounts, it was was a great um, childhood experience there in western Nevada County. wasn't very complicated by today's standards. We didn't have cell phones or uh, computers. I think we uh, had a Commodore 64 or an Apple Mac at some point, but, um, yeah, very simple. It was really focused on sports and hanging out with my friends and um, riding bicycles, which is still a passion of mine today, and I think it was all kind of the genesis started right there when I was a kid. I had a bunch of great teachers at the schools I went through from Seven Hills to um, to Nevada Union, and um, So that's kind of the the short story there. I grew up right across from um, what used to be the mill site, but is now the proposed um, gold mine site there on Brunswick Road. And then we kind of moved to Nevada City up by Quaker Hill.
0: Got it. Got it. So a couple different locales, but it sounds like uh, both of them you had plenty of room to explore.
1: Yeah, that was kind of the deal. I think if we were home before dark, it was okay and mm-hmm. we would be gone all day exploring the, um, the rivers and the hills and riding trails. And we would ride our bikes to, um, Scott's Flat Lake and, um, ride around there. We also rode motorcycles and dirt bikes, which was, a, um, a great pastime of mine all the way through high school. So yeah, it was a great place to, to grow up and, um, you know, it kind of, uh, cemented my passion for the outdoors and, um, that whole area.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We you know, um, when you look back on, on your life, was there any sort of watershed moment that you, you know, now recognize that set you on your path or was instrumental in in shaping the person you are now?
1: Um, you know, yeah, I think there were a few for me. I, um, I got through high school. It wasn't, it wasn't spectacular, but when I got to college, I really kind of found a different, um, trajectory and I got really into rock climbing and outdoors and kayaking. And so, um, I found a great spot with that at at UNR and living in Truckee. And so I kind of created, um, a whole lifestyle around outdoor recreation. I, um, have a group of friends still to this day that I met during that period. And we do the same things together today. We climb and, and ride and kayak and spend time on the river and do all of that stuff. So that was kind of a big pivot for me, um, coming from Western County and, and I'm getting into those different types of sports. And then, you know, as I, as I grew up, um, I met my wife at UNR, and so that's obviously a watershed moment for me. She's an extraordinary Mm -hmm. person. We have two children that are wonderful, and so those are kind of the guiding pieces for me that put me on the trajectory I am today. You know, I've also had some tough times, which I think people have had, and um, I had a pretty big setback. I had my right leg reconstructed, spent a bunch of time Mm -hmm. in the hospital as an adult, and um, it really kind of changed my um, understanding the way that I look at the world, and I just have a great sense of gratitude today. Every day I walk or run or ride my bike or um, anything like that. So kind of some of those are some of the, the big ones that stand out to me.
0: Yeah, wow. Well, with all the uh, outdoor adventure that, that you do and, and, you know, coming back from that severe leg injury... I Sounds to me like you were named appropriately. Hardy works out pretty well in, in those <laughs> departments, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah it wasn't um, a name that I didn't like the name when I was a kid, but it seems to, it seems to be okay now. I grew into it, I guess.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Um, how about How about uh, people you mentioned your wife. Are there any other people that have been highly influential for you? Any mentors, heroes or just other solid supports?
1: Yeah, you know, a bunch more than I could probably list in in this interview, but um, I'm easily inspired, and I think I think the basis of that comes from um, I, I really in, I gravitate toward people who are passionate and who are good at something. So I, I always seek out people who do anything well, and it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's a profession or a civic engagement or a hobby or a sport. I just really enjoy spending time around. Um, extraordinary people. Um, when I was in high school, you know, I had a ski coach that I recently reconnected with actually through my supervisor role in Western County. His name's Russ Jones. And he was my ski coach mm-hmm. and he was also a bike racer at the time and I was a wannabe, would be bike racer as well. And um, back then in nineteen eighty eight Greg Lemond won the tour de France for the first time. Domestic Rider here in the USA won that won that grand tour. And so um, he was one of my mentors and he was one of the persons mm-hmm. you know the ins- inspirational to me. You know, today um, Richard Rohr comes to mind. He's an author and a, and a spiritual leader. Um, I read a lot of his stuff and listen to a lot of his podcasts. I also have a mm-hmm. group of friends that I spend a lot of time with um, doing all kinds of things, you know, and they, they may be athletes or leaders of industry or people working in a business or flying airplanes. And I just rely heavily on them and we bounce ideas off each other. And that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from today. When I have a, a tough day, I, I call them up and we. We have that friendship and camaraderie where it's, we can talk openly about what's challenging for us.
0: Right, right. It sounds, it sounds like it's a great support network.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, it, it
0: sounds to me with all the other things you've uh, been doing, uh, you've been civically engaged for most of your life, too. Uh, and how did that happen? Uh, what set you on that path? Because it's not necessarily a path that everybody follows
1: yeah that's a good question. I think I stumbled upon it i i I didn't have that in some of my earlier years as an adult, and I was just really busy raising kids and working um, and Now you know most of us that are engaged in the community do both and many wear many hats at one time, which I think is part of the fun and what's part of it kind of attractive about that type of lifestyle is that you get to meet a lot of new people but i I kind of got started in the aviation world as a community advisor um, on a panel of um, pilot members who are looking to reduce community annoyance and impact from aviation and commercial and general aviation both and so I volunteered a lot of time and gave a lot of technical kind of insight to some of the processes associated with airports and aviation and so that really um, was great I, I liked it and then Alicia Barr was the mayor in Truckee and she asked me to be her planning commissioner and so I got onto the planning commission in, at the town of Truckee and served there and then I got on is Richard Anderson's District 5 uh, Planning Commissioner for Nevada County and served as the Nevada County uh, Planning Commissioner for District 5. And um, I've been involved with many nonprofit um, boards. Uh, Big Brother Street Sisters is the one that I spent the most time with, almost um, working with them off and on for 15 years or so. So um, that's kind of how I got involved in it, yeah.
0: Yeah, interesting. But uh, it sounds like it started with an invitation and just uh, grew from there.
1: Yeah, and I think you find your way because once people recognize that you're willing to um, serve whatever purpose you're on that group for, you know, and it may be um, the planning commissioner elected or appointed, um, if you're good at it and you work hard at it, people recognize that, and you will get invitations to um, work in other areas and other spaces, which is the really cool part about it, that you can grow and learn um, New areas of content that you just are not familiar with, and that's part of what attracted me to it. Is I got to learn about all these different things uh, through that volunteer kind of life cycle that I've had.
0: Right. Well, it's it's interesting talking about uh, sort of the the civically in, engaged things you're doing and, and the the public face, so to speak. But I want to return a little bit to some of uh, the the private parts of your life, and uh, not not super private, but uh, you know there seems to be a couple of of themes um that that stand out one being aviation and the other being outdoor adventuring um so talk to us a little bit about those those passions let's start with aviation um how how did that come about and and just go ahead and fly with it uh
1: (laughs) sure i'll take (laughs) off on that subject brian thank you um the um you know aviation has been a passion of mine forever. When I was a kid, we would ride our bike to the airport our bikes to the airport and we would sit on the side of the runway and watch planes take off. And back then, the what Cal Fire had these tankers. It were big radio engines, they made a lot of noise mm-hmm. and they just made a lot of smoke and they were super cool. And I just love aviation. And so when I was old enough to um, and had the resources to pay for it, I got my pilot's license at the Grass Valley airport. Um, with Gordon Mills, at uh, Alpine Aviation, just an outstanding, phenomenal pilot. And um, so I got, I, I got involved there, and he just um, kind of reinstilled this passion for aviation and um, aviation safety in particular. And so I've flown all kinds of different types of aircraft, and I still fly currently in turboprop and um, jets and gliders and all, all of the above um, in a different capacities and formats, but it's still a passion of mine. And aviation is one of those skills that you never perfect. It's just, it's part art and it's part science. And that's what attracts me to it is you never actually get to the top of the game. Um, I think it's people have talked about maybe like golf that way too, but, um, I just really enjoy it. And there's a lot of different ways to enjoy aviation. So like if you're flying a glider, it's all about stick and rudder and it's very peaceful. And, um, it's just about um fueling the airplane and then if you're flying more high-performance aircraft it's a lot of math and science and a lot of planning and um, route planning and weather and um aviation and airspace and things like that so i just i kind of like the whole thing really it, it's uh... Um, it's just a great and for those that are listening that are thinking about getting involved in aviation there's a number of different ways to do that and great career path if you're interested in it
0: okay okay um... And you did talk a little bit about outdoor adventuring already, but, uh, you know, maybe get a little bit more into uh, some of the details. What, if, what do you like to do currently in the outdoor realm?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I do anything I can as much as time permits. So for, um, my wife and I are really into bagging peaks and getting off, kind of off the beaten path. And mm-hmm. we'll go into the backcountry and spend 12 or 14 or 16 hours going up to the top of a mountain and then getting back to the car at darkness um, both of my children grew up doing that type of thing and they've they've both bounced off the ground a couple times and taken some spills and <laughs> thrills and they're both very comfortable going into the back country by themselves or with friends and just spending time off the grid, which is really makes me um, proud because we get to share that together today and um, I ride my bike a lot too I got into um, I've always been a a cyclist and a road cyclist, but I got really into riding gravel and long-distance gravel riding, so that's been a real passion of mine. It's kind of of slow meditation that you can get um, when you get out there by yourself and you can have time to reflect and um, just kind of think through whatever is on your mind and and come back feeling refreshed Mm -hmm. both physically and and, uh, spiritually. So that's kind of yeah. what I do on the on that, and I and we still do a little bit of rock climbing too. My my both of my kids are still into rock climbing, and we go and, is, whenever we can.
0: All right, well, sounds like a great way for the the family to spend quality time together too.
1: Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah it's it's wonderful. And Nevada County is a really unique place because on the east side of the county, there's just a lot of open space, um,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: forest service or BLM land. You can really get away from it all and. Um, in Western County, there's the rivers and um, all kinds of wonderful trail systems that are both existing and being developed. And uh, it's, it's a pretty unique environment as far as recreation goes to be con- that deeply connected and that easily um, accessible to it.
0: Right, right. You're listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Brian Buckley, and we're talking with Nevada County District 5 Supervisor Hardy Bullock. As always, you're invited to join in the conversation. If you have a question for our supervisor, give us a call at KVMR, that's 530-265-9555. Our engineer, Ralph Henson, will take your call and relay your question on air. We'll take a short break and we'll be back with more in just a few seconds. Welcome back to The Stages Among Us. I'm Brian Buckley, and it's my pleasure to be talking with County Supervisor for District 5, Hardy Bullock. Hardy, you're the Director for Aviation and Community Services for the Truckee Tahoe Airport District. What does that job entail?
1: Well, I'm, you know, kind of at the, the big picture uh, safety, security, and capacity um, Efficiency of the airport as a whole, from an aviation perspective, I deal a lot with the FAA, um, federal regulatory framework that kind of governs how an airport operates. Um, I spend a lot of time balancing the um, capacity of the airport with the with the community impact So, for example, we we have noise and greenhouse gas emissions, and we're always trying to reduce those, find ways to reduce our impact. And um, I spend a lot of time. Like last night, I was in a a master planning meeting um, for hours with a bunch of different community members trying to um, take a deep dive into whatever solutions there may be for our airport in that 10-year horizontal planning um, outlook. Mm-hmm. And so that I, that's primarily what I do, a um, m- number of other things, but that's thats the basics.
0: It's, uh, if I recall correctly, the, the Truckee Tahoe Airport, is is unique in that it's also uh, a sort of a general purpose community gathering spot and facility, is it not?
1: It is, yeah. We've, I think, done a really good job um, at the district in creating something for everyone in the community through the airport. And so we have a playground, a lawn. If you've ever been to Red Truck and eaten, the food is is really good. Um, we play a big role in the community. We've protected a lot of open space, almost 1,450 acres of open space has been purchased and protected by the district, which is now converted to rec land. Um, we have a golf course that we're contributing partners on. We, we, we're we a big regional partner to um, the town, and most of our neighbors in town, so we've done a, a, um, a lot of work to really d- deeply connect ourselves into the community and make sure that those that aren't flying or using the aeronautical assets of the airport are definitely Getting some benefit from the special district here.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's uh, move on to the uh, other big job you have, and that's being a county supervisor. What what inspired you to run for election as a county supervisor?
1: You know, um, I really enjoy the whole county from end to end. I I just I like the people. Um, I like the landscape, like we talked about. I enjoy the arts and cultural. Components of Nevada City and Grass Valley. I really like the mountains and skiing and recreation. I have friends in both, you know, up dotted all over the county, and people that I respect and work with and love all over the county. And um, so, when it came time um, that District Five Supervisor Richard Anderson was getting ready to retire, and I was his commissioner, we just had a long conversation. And many people in the community came to me and said, you know, what's next for you? And we're looking for a District Five supervisor to represent us in Eastern County. And we think that you have what it takes, and are you willing to look at that? And so through a series of meetings with many of the community leaders here in Eastern County, I, I made that decision to run, and um, I, I, I did it very thoughtfully, and it, it took me a lot of time, um, conversations with my family and everything, to understand if I could do it and do it right. And so that's kind of how I arrived at, at running, and I won in the primary unopposed, and um, I really wanted to represent myself to the voters uh, in a genuine way and let them know I cared and what why I was doing it and so I had great conversations in the process.
0: Good, good. You know, I, I know it varies, but on average, how many hours a week would a county supervisor devote to the job?
1: Um, you know, it it really does vary. It it's I call it a lifestyle and not a job. <laughs> It, um, at times it takes all of your time and attention and energy, um, and other times you may spend 30 hours a week or something, but it's, it's 24, seven, your phone and your email and your text is going all the time from all kinds of connections. And they could be constituents who need to reach you with a problem, which are important. That's who you represent. And it could be the staff in Nevada County that needs your insider help, um, completing something or, or working to solve an initiative, um. You know, we've had forest fires, our, our OE, um, our Office of Emergency Services, OES has been activated, you know, 55 mm-hmm. days last year, so every time there's a fire start, the supervisors get a text message so we can follow what communities that fire may be affecting, and we have smoke, and so it's it's been very, very hectic and very busy since we took office, but um, it's it's a, it's definitely a lifestyle, and, and it's mm-hmm. one that if you don't enjoy it and you don't dig into it, you um, I would imagine it would get to you. But for me, where I'm at, I, I really do enjoy serving others, and I enjoy all the people that I work with at the county and, the, the you know, that I serve in Nevada County, so it works for me.
0: Mm. Well, that's good. <laughs> Have there been any surprising elements uh, to the position since you've taken on the job?
1: Um, yeah, you know, I think the biggest surprising element is just the breadth and the diversity of the content that you need to consume on a – Daily and weekly basis to keep up. And, it, you know, if you look at our board packet, there's it gets published twice a month, and there's somewhere between 45 to 60 items in that book that you need to understand before you go into the meeting. And you're going to have questions from constituents, and frankly, the decisions you make in that meeting represent the people that care about those topics. And so for me, it was just really understanding it ranges from health and human services to sanitation, law enforcement, facilities, roads. Um, and most certainly COVID and also, you know, the $400 million budget. So it it just, there's just a lot of content that you need to to understand in a pretty solid way. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was quite surprising to me. I understood that there was a lot involved, but you just don't grasp it until you get in there and see what is actually truly involved in making those decisions. So I think that Mm -hmm. that was the biggest surprising piece for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Um, and through all that, that homework and, and learning that you've been doing, what would you consider the major issues and challenges facing Nevada County today?
1: Boy, um, you know, if you ask me this question on a Tuesday afternoon after the board meeting, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you it's stability <laughs> and polarization, I think. Um, that's one of the challenges we face, I think, as a nation. Um, We've made some strides in the right direction to listen to each other in a way that gives us space to disagree. I think it's one of the things that we face in America. I think it's one of the things we face in Nevada County. I think we need to keep working on that, but I think it's a major issue in Nevada County. Um, Mm -hmm. That's number one. And number two, in no rank order, but I think housing is getting to be pretty critical, Um, particularly in District 5. We have workforce housing needs. We can't necessarily grow or sustain our economy at the capacity, uh, commensurate with our lifestyle. And that's really based on the fact that we can't get people, we can't get houses for people. So housing, um, I think fire and climate change are a major factor controlling, I think our future and our safety. And so I think that's the one of the, the biggest, um, as we saw last summer and, and we're going back into fire season. We all hope and pray it's not as bad. Um, I focus a lot on teen mental health. I think teen mental health is something that we should be uh, focusing a lot of our resources and energy on. I think being a kid today is tough, and the people responsible for making it work are the adults, and we need to grab on because nobody is looking out for them uh, except us, and that's a really important piece of what we do at the county, so I I talk a lot about that. Um, And then, you know, we do have a new... Objective, board priority objective around recreation. And for me, it's just making sure that we have this visitor based recreation economy that we're not, um, that we have, we're, it's sustainable and we have conservation values in place and we're not destroying our rivers or creating so much impact from that visitation that it's no longer um, that pres- right. kind of Nevada County area that we all know and love. So it's really important to me that we work on those. And I'm really happy and I'm proud of my colleagues on the board that took the initiative to place that onto the objective and the staff that's supporting it. We have phenomenal staff at the County, um, hardworking and intelligent people that are immediately getting some of this ARPA funding turned around and putting it back out um, in some of the COVID response pieces that are related to recreational impact. So I think we're doing a good job there so far. Um, That's that's kind of the basics of the things we're looking at.
0: Well, you know, you brought up a, a couple of themes um in the last two responses but you know a question i have uh that we frequently ask on on the sages show is how can people get involved uh in either you know causes issues uh support in the governance and direction of nevada county and uh, hopefully in ways other than yelling at supervisors during a meeting or, or threatening them um you know what are some productive ways people can go about uh you know uh, influencing and and uh you know uh helping to create outcomes
1: yeah no it's a good it's a good <clears throat> excuse me it's a good question it can be confusing and um government at many levels can be for it can be confusing for people and i i recognize that and i think it's incumbent upon a government small and large and other you know it to Describe to people how they can get involved and learn more about it. I think one way, just kind of the most rudimentary way, is the Citizens Academy at Nevada County. So you can mm-hmm. sign up in Nevada County and you can go tour all the different departments. Um, I believe there's about 16 of them. And we get people in there and they can tour around and they can see how government works, how representative democracy works, and how decisions are made and how ordinances and budgets are approved and set. And um, they can see all that. So that's one way. Um, And that happens, I think, once or twice a year, we can get more information off the county website. Um, And then also, there's a a list that is circulated um, on all the vacant commissions and committees and appointments, and each supervisor appoints, I'm not sure exactly, but 15 or so, maybe more um, people to different um, commissions and committees. And so you can get involved, and there's always vacancies, and the service commitments are wide ranging, so you can do something you like. Again, that list is on the website, so you could serve on a committee, commissioner appointment, um, and I'll, I'll say the other piece that's really easy to do is to attend a public meeting um, and come with an open mind and come informed. So, if you want to learn about government, go to a commission meeting, go to your town council meeting, go meet with your supervisor, go meet with your elected representatives, and go to a meeting and open up. Their book, their board book, and read what you care about, and ask questions, and talk at public comment, and you'll see that there's a lot of things that may interest you, and you'll learn more about them in that process. And um, that's one way to get involved. If and and if you care about it, bring it up. And that's what elected officials are supposed to do: is answer the phone and talk to people they represent um, about things they care about. And so, um, I answer my phone. My colleagues answer their phone and and emails, and we get back to people. And so, if you're looking to get involved, you can also just start there and give your elected representative a call.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you answering your phone tonight. That was good. Uh, Thanks. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, not a lot of time, but uh, we have time for one or two more questions, I think. Um, So let's look at the future, and and what do you want Nevada County to be for your children? What What do we need to do to make it that way too?
1: Yeah. You know, it, it's got to be safe. We've got to come up with some um, solutions to become resilient and adapt to climate change and deal with fire. Um, it's got to be inclusive. We have to have an op- open, welcoming, um, you know, civil, uh, equitable um, community where it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is or what your, um, what your thoughts and feelings are about the world. it just it, 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 All of that doesn't matter. It means that we form one community. It has to be inclusive. Um, it's got to be prosperous. We need to create jobs, and, and we have to have an educational system that allows people to go out in the bigger world outside of Nevada County and make a living and hopefully come back here and bring that intellect and that innovation back to Nevada County. And I think, lastly, we're going to have to figure out a way – to make sure that we honor our natural environment and we don't screw it up. Um, we we can't have the impacts that we see right now, it's just it's not sustainable. There's too much trash, too many people and not enough parking or restrooms and we need to fix it. Um, we need to it, wrap our arms around the visitor economy, it's the next economy that our children are going to have at their disposal and so we need to make sure it's right.
0: Thank you, Hardy. You gave us some very thoughtful answers tonight, and we appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to be with us. The purpose of this program is to inspire and invite people to participate in the betterment of their community. Discover how others are making a difference and how you, too, can be part of the positive in this region by tuning in to The Sages Among Us on Wednesday evenings at 630. Next week's guest will be solar energy advocate and KVMR broadcaster Martin Webb, interviewed by Keith Porter. I'm Brian Buckley and you've been listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. Thanks to Supervisor Hardy Bullock for taking the time to share some of his story tonight. And kudos to our engineer Ralph Henson for doing a fantastic job as our engineer for the show. Finally, thank you for joining us this past half hour and thanks so much for everything you do to make your part of the world a little bit better.